Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and it's easy to find your way out of an argument when you don't have a moral compass. Well, this could be anyone. Yeah, this could be any Bravo hire. <laughs> it really could. Specifically, it is for Monica this week. Okay. Who, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the reunion, but the way she's going about this. She's starting to lose me. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A knowing mm-hmm. nod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two knowing oh, nods. Oh, no. Yes. Well, I am also joined by my lovely friend and our co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Don't call me Catherine Dennis. And this tagline is for Olivia from Southern Charm. <laughs> <laughs> In a shocking twist we learned this week. Which we'll also get into. Oh, look at all this foreshadowing. I say with knowing nods. Knowing nods. All right. We are also joined by my lovely sister and our co host, Miss Julia Baker. Napoleon once said, Only make sure you finish. Don't worry about anyone else. It's too complicated. Is that for Chef Rose? Nice. Of course. For nice. having two episodes of a reunion this week, I feel like we got. Some action-packed Bravo. Like this first installment of Southern Charm Reunion may have been as titillating as Salt Lake City. Julia. It may be the best reunion episode I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. Well, since we have two amazing things, let's start with a uh, episode I could have skipped. Potomac. Oof. Um, okay, we are on the eighth episode of Potomac, and we have been in Austin for four of those episodes. Why are we here? It's also the eighth time uh, we've heard this, and if Julia or Elizabeth, you want to set me up with a, what do you think of Robin? Just ask me that. What do you think of Robin? Um, fraud. (laughs) (laughs) They keep showing that clip every episode. <laughs> it's like, I didn't forget. Um, Why is Candace acting like she doesn't know why Robin is mad at her? <laughs> to, to Alex's point. I think that Candace had a fantasy where she brought Robin to her team and Robin left Giselle. That's the only explanation I can think of. I think it, Candace has like Twitter amnesia. She doesn't remember what she puts on there. And Robin is not going to forgive you for that. Yeah. I think it is a little weird that she is putting so much of the Chris Giselle thing on Robin. I do too. When this show and all these shows, like everyone has to like be together and be friends with each other. So the fact that Robin's still with just, it's like, that's not surprising that Robin and Jill are going to stay friends after that. Everyone does shady things to each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's killing Potomac is that this group is so splintered. They all hate each other. Karen is working her butt off to try to keep something going and make it fun. But like, it's not when enough. You, they all need to take a page out of Karen and Giselle's book because they're doing great. Yes, 100%. When you watch these shows, you don't want to get the feeling that these women are just showing up for work and Giselle and Candace are giving that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's making it not fun. I, I know what a metaphor for me was is Ashley's Michael's painting starter kit that she brought and was like, 
we're going to use this. So we're going to do it for Karen's birthday. Like, uh, I don't need an activity like that. But Karen loves mm-hmm. that activity. But did we? No. It's a bummer that Ashley is one of the most interesting people in Bravo. And like, I forget that she's around this season. This should be the best season ever. We have people coming for Robin for not being honest on the show and putting her cheating scandal behind a paywall. She calls Juan and he is cheating on her in that phone call. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Pause. Pause. Laundry. Wait, has the laundry scandal happened yet? Or is yes! that the laundry scandal? No, it has happened yet. So that's even <laughs> shocking that he can come up with a new thing. She could have said, why can't I see you on FaceTime? What are you doing right now? And he should have said, um, buying a hotel room for a woman because she doesn't have her credit card. That would have been a better excuse at this point. Mm-hmm. What was that weird thing Candace was doing with her tongue when NECA gave the thumbs down to Wendy? Do you both know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, this will mean nothing to listeners, but she's doing like Like chewing, sticking her tongue and chewing on it. They keep cutting back to her, like watching, like her watching NECA give the thumbs down to Wendy at the (sighs) drag show. And she's just like. Weird. weird. By the way, NECA is a huge flop for me. Oh, is she? Yeah. Did she give you anything this episode? She's just not really um expanding upon the stuff that she laid down earlier i think that uh, yeah she either needs a new thing or she needs to go even harder on and that i don't thing. care about the shrine i really don't oh see i could care but i feel like we've already used it for the first eight episodes yeah all right well, are you guys ready for miami yes yeah. all right when we started Miami, I text Alex uh, and Julia saying, if you haven't watched Miami yet, I have a homework assignment. To which Alex said, is it guessing which one of the women it is in this shot? And I said, absolutely. So in a flashback, Marisol's mother is giving advice to another one of the housewives. Alex, what housewife do you think that was? Well, if it is a housewife from this show, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Julia said yes. Julia so. knows who it is. The reason I let me establish for our listeners. I, no, I, I think I know okay, who it is. This okay. woman's just, face it, it is a different face. Like we joke about Meredith getting a new face every season. This is a different person. Right, but when I saw her, I was like, I know her. Who is it, Alex? But it's none of these women in this show. Who is it? But it's Larsa. It is Larsa. I didn't know that was Larsa until I saw comments on Reddit. And I was like, there's a flashback with Larsa in it? (laughs) She is unrecognizable. I've definitely seen her before, though, because I knew that person. (laughs) And also also referred to Larsa's past, too, because her daughter came home for the summer. And she goes, my twin. And they don't look like twins now. But if you think of the Larsa <laughs> flashback and then see the daughter, they do look a lot alike. Yes. <laughs> the ghost of Larsa's face passed. <laughs> and also, while we're on this, can I just say that I was on board with the Marcus Larsa relationship. I loved them. I thought it was super cute, super fun. Didn't care about the age gap. Until Marcus could relate so much to Larsa's daughter's allowance, private plane budget, 
all of these things, I'm now like, oh, I would never say something as rude to be like, Larsa, you're dating a child. But now I'm mm-hmm. like, Larsa, he just said, I'm just like your child. <laughs> They're closer in age. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until he was giving her advice of how to spend all of the money on the account mm-hmm. that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh no. no. Speaking of money, Lisa, not to be confused with Larsa, uh, has a bizarre scene where she dresses her son in a suit and takes him <laughs> oh, little to bitch. harass <laughs> minimum wage bank workers. Yes. With also fraudulent hundred dollars, yes. <laughs> and then applauds him for being honest that they're not real. This son is cute, but I didn't love that the purpose of this trip was to teach him that money is not just handed to you. So let's go open a bank account to put the money that was previously handed to you in a bank account. Uh-huh. With your little cartoon save thing that he has, where it's like, beep, 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 <laughs> and opens up. The purpose of this trip was exactly the same as when she stole her housekeeper's car to drive to the Mother's Day event. She wants us to feel like she's relatable. So she really wanted us to hear the words Dairy Queen. She's middle class, Julia. She's worth every job possible, it seems. It was and so it didn't cringy. land like her stealing her housekeeper's car. This did not land. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because Lisa should be the hero of this season. We should be a hundred percent on her side and mad at the women for telling her to stop talking about Lenny. I, I, Lisa's going downhill for me. Fast. <laughs> I think Lenny's trash. Don't get me wrong. I think all the women know she's not doing well. I think all the women are trying to be her like PR team and it, it's, it's not working helpless, but yeah. everyone knows she won't come off well. Um, my favorite Lisa moment that we had was Gertie says, please stop screaming. I just found out my cancer partial mastectomy didn't work and I'm going to have to have secondary surgery to which Lisa yells back. Stop yelling at me <laughs> <laughs> and goes, Oh, I know how to clear a room. Like, no, Gertie just ran off because she literally just found out that she's going to have to do another traumatizing surgery. (laughs) But Lisa's what about me-ism is pretty impressive at this point. (laughs) I did find it interesting that Nicole, Dr. Nicole, is getting the Austin Kroll treatment. Meaning, I guess, the other way around. I guess Adriana is getting the Austin Kroll, where Marisol and Alexia are saying oh no we just know that adriana's a piece of shit so she's forgiven we expect more from dr nicole who still didn't like do anything no at all they've hated nicole for the last two years and i think they're having a really hard time remembering that they've forgiven her (laughs) they also might be a little jealous yeah and i'm not one to be like they're jealous of her i think they might be jealous especially she's way younger she is a super rich guy. How does he make his money? Still unclear. Um, that might be for future seasons. I'm, it's it's feeling a little Jinshaw. That might be a, a future Hulu special. It's nice when every once in a while, like a Bravo episode has like an overarching theme. Yes. And I liked how the theme of this episode was just like them flaunting their privilege and being very kind of unaware of that. Mm-hmm. So we got the, like Alexia touring that insane place. $43,000 <laughs> 
a month. And being like, these rooms are too small, but it has like the most gorgeous view in the world. Why don't they buy something? And then, yeah, Lisa and her son. And then like Larsa and the discussion of like the type of life her kid and her and Marcus like lead. It's it was nice. It was a nice connecting thing throughout the episode. Saying they weren't privileged. It was very much giving Victoria Beckham saying we were working class. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of privilege, Beverly Hills. Yes. Oh, yes. Sad episode, though, this week. But also kind of funny. With bizarre undertones, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, the song that's chosen to be sung at that event. Okay, Alex, thank you. What the fuck? Lay me down on the floor, open your legs. The first lyric is like, take it off my clothes. <laughs> God, thank you. I also noticed that. I realized I could this whole season just have Morgan Way playing in the background and Kyle interrupting conversation so she can really listen to her girlfriend with big cartoon hard eyes i don't think this is a will they won't they is this happening anymore right no but kyle is trying to make it seem like it and the women just aren't biting i know they're testimonials they're always just like well we know this is going on and we're just not giving it anything poor kyle she's trying so hard i know and kyle's really really laying it on thick in their ohi trip Yes. Would any of you date a woman? I would date a woman. They're like, you're dating a woman, Kyle. It's different. Here's how you have sex with a woman. <laughs> this demonstrates. With white pants on grass. Just saying. True. That was a sacrifice. Yeah. I thought it was wild that Dorit told us she and PK met up in London and Paris. Where were they? Abroad. With Kyle and Mauricio, mm-hmm. and Kyle flew out Morgan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Morgan Wade, excuse me. I like that they call her first name, last name. Yeah. <laughs> Even Kyle is like, my totally not girlfriend, Morgan Wade. Well, they're both Mo. You got Mauricio oh. and Morgan. It's just. She doesn't have to change her monogram towels. This is amazing. No. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, it was really fucked up that Mo didn't go to the her friend's celebration of life event i I think they're so separated elizabeth i don't think he was invited i think they are done he wouldn't be invited to this because he's not a part of it anymore if and morgan wade's there so maybe (laughs) kyle doesn't want him around singing with the opening lyric you say i'm too young for you (laughs) yeah at a celebration of life it was a bit confusing. Yeah. Um, that song was about fuck it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of a different relationship, I'm going to say one of the weirdest quote unquote therapy sessions we've seen. Number one, I'd like to establish that therapists are healthcare professionals. So having one time come to your house is like, oh, is I feel a little odd. Number two. Mm-hmm. They hug her, which is what is we see on Bravo. That's so weird. You would never like go and hug your dermatologist. Like that's Listen, weird. The thing you're forgetting though is that they had to wait at the door for ten minutes while PK ate a slice of pizza. Juliet, that brings me to the third and fourth weird thing. Number three is that they hug when they hug her. They call her love and sweetie pie. Again, weird thing to say to a healthcare professional. And the last one is. PK's drinking a beer during their therapy. Well, that helps him get to a, an emotional place, I'm sure. That's why you're in the comfort of your own home. Oh my god. 
pizza and beer. I will say it. It's funny because I know this like season began with the whole Erica being like, PK and Dorit are next. I weirdly like. There's a few couples in Bravo where I'm like, they have something. And they're weirdly one of them for me. <laughs> PK and Dorit. I totally agree with you, Alex. I feel like they're weirdly going to stick it out. Kind of like Seth and Meredith. I don't think they'll ever yeah. get divorced. They have their own thing that like works for yeah, them. Yeah, it's weird as fuck. I'd like to keep watching it. Thank you. Um, Staging elaborate like break-ins at their own place might be a thing that... <laughs> and then PK and then Well, you know, I that's my conspiracy theory is that PK staged it. I think they're both involved. I think everyone is on board. I think you would get yeah. no argument. I think that's why he's annoyed by like her trauma and all that. He's like, oh my God, it was Derek. I told you it was Derek and like Rocky in a ski mask. You know, these guys. I just picture him being like, now, Jury, we're going to have to do this. And she's like, okay, I won't tell anyone, but I will make my PTSD my plot line for the next seven seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I will also call TMZ. And then when you're like, there's no way Jerry can pull this off. She's too boring. She's not clever enough. You see on Instagram the fact that she is an incredible actress as she plays a mermaid in a UK oh my Christmas God. When pageant. When you sent me that, I did not know what I was looking at. Julia. <laughs> Peter Pan. It's not a Christmas pet. Pa- yeah, it's, P- it's Peter Pan. I didn't know it was a- How it was explained to me by my UK friend is that like during the holiday season, celebrities do little Christmas show. Uh-huh. So this was Boy George's Christmas. Yeah, it's a Christmas thing? Yeah. Yeah, Kate Bush had one. A lot of like artists but, do that. like Peter Pan's yeah. not Christmassy. No, but it's like, it's called like a Christmas show, but it's actually just like a variety show of like, different things oh my god what the fuck okay dury is totally gonna get in trouble for saying that garcelle strikes a match and throws it during the celebration of life she wasn't she was just being a good friend and also Anne marie's the one who's trying to start drama none of us care about but i think that's going to get brought up yeah. at the reunion rightfully but i think that for if sure she even makes it to the reunion she's i feel like she's doing a fadeaway Anne Marie, I think she's getting edited out. This is one of yeah. the worst first seasons for Housewife ever. She's doing worse than the like minute we got to see Bill Burr's wife a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you remember that? That was so weird. Yeah. She actually did a lot of work at that dinner, Bill Burr's wife. She did. <laughs> yeah. Who who did we have last year? She had blonde hair and she was licking her lips the whole time. Diana. Yeah, Anne Marie oh, is God, almost. Yeah. In her child husband. Yeah, Anne Marie is like borderline inching towards Diana. The funny thing is, like, Sutton's pretty easy to go after. I don't know why you're picking this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we ready for our reunions? Yes. Alrighty. Let's start with Southern Charm. Huge missed opportunity for Vanita. I was very sad. Uh, Andy's commenting on her outfit. She is wearing all black, and he says, "Last year you were Barbie core. What was your inspiration for this year?" And she had the opportunity to say Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. and she did it. That's good. That's That's really good. Come Uh, on, Vanita, you're so close. And that would have been the second thing she said this reunion, or season, or season. (laughs) I am happy that Rod's not out there. He comes next week, so. Both of them do. He gets yeah. the two rods come out at the same time. He's been like demoted big time. I can't believe other rods on the stage at all, honestly. Me too. What is he going to say? There was way less JT this episode than I thought there was same. going to be. I think he's being cut out because every time we do get a chance to hear him, the reaction from the cast is like, oh my God, 
just shut up. So I think they just have to edit JT out constantly. I think that might be why we only are getting two episodes and not three of this reunion is because, like, they couldn't handle the JT. Austin calling him a nerd pre-show is amazing. (laughs) I think that JT, like, has seen reunion, so he's, like, locked and loaded to, like, make his hour shine. He said he he has. He says that this episode. He's not realizing you watch an hour. They film for 12, so I think he's going to tucker himself (laughs) out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh no so when he's finally asked for his opinion he'll just be like i don't, I don't know anymore. you saw their stuff that i said <laughs> at the beginning yeah i think that he didn't really think this one through um what do we think of shep's speech what was the thesis statement of shep's big speech i think madison summed it up the best to where she started to realize that he wasn't in fact giving up drinking that yeah. mm-hmm. she was like i was on the verge of tears but now I'm like, no, this is a nothing. Exactly. Like Craig and Austin shed light on. It's something he does all, all the, the time. time. But maybe just never on this public s- scale. But that's because he probably knows how weird he came across this season. Yeah. And I'm sure that there were very specific things that happened during his blackout at BravoCon mm-hmm. that they were kind of dancing around and not saying. Mm-hmm. That he's trying to get ahead of. We know he got in a fight with a dealer and got kicked off a table and out of a casino. Something Mm. along those lines. I think he was told by Bravo that he has to make personal changes or he will no longer be on Southern Charm. And he kept mentioning like, I don't have the podcast. I don't have a beer. I don't have a pillow. All I have is Bravo. And I think that they were about to say, but you don't have Bravo anymore because you messed up so badly at Bravo. Julia, to back that up, I think Madison says you need something bigger than yourself to like work towards. Like Craig has Paige, like he had Mm -hmm. something to live for. And then he's like, yeah, I need to get, I need to be in that place so I can have something. And then Andy straight up says like, and this. Oh yes, that's what tuned me into it. (laughs) That bit. And he's like, Get ready. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah, rid of yeah. Catherine Dennis. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we didn't have yep. Catherine this year. And we didn't need her. No. And I feel bad for saying that because I thought she was the show. Well, because we got a new one. We got Olivia. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Okay, really fast before that, Shep saying, if I wasn't on the show, I'd be married to Taylor is the biggest load Crazy. of bullshit I've ever heard. He's just manipulating Taylor yeah. at this point. He's just punishing. Mm-hmm. Her. I didn't write any any notes down during this episode, and I have no and I have no notes on this episode. But I wish I'd written down everything <laughs> he said because nearly every other line was like a huge, huge statement to make. That was one of them. Yeah, and I, it's bullshit. Yeah, I did think it's very interesting that Taylor is dating somebody from uh Leveland, what's that show called southern hospitality's roommate she's dating Leveland. a roommate of Leveland, <laughs> and we know that danielle employee. is dating one of the southern or one of the Leveland guys one of the one of the guys on the show danielle Wait, who danielle danielle from summer house is dating oh my god one of the southern hospitality <laughs> i got there it was like southern Leveland. <laughs> we named it that <laughs> okay i'm now ready to talk about t-rab thank you for letting me interrupt in that story, T-Rav is 50 and Olivia's 18, 
20? Yeah, this isn't shocking at all. This is the least shocking thing I've ever but heard in my life. But why does Taylor think that's going to be a burn on Olivia? I think because of the legend of T-Rap itself. Mm-hmm. He has such a, a negative legacy and you know connotation to uh-huh. him that it's like, I mean, we all saw what happened to Catherine. I, I mean, I guess it's just that we... Taylor doesn't think like we see that and we're going to view Olivia as like a victim and not like a co-conspirator. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is Charleston and like Taylor clearly doesn't get that the public would be on Olivia's side because she was in a yeah. relationship where her older boyfriend took pride in how young she was. Like Chef kept saying like she wasn't 30 when I started dating her this episode and the fact that Shep was taking on saying that I was instrumental in her growth and I gave her so much fatherly advice. Like, that is creepy as hell, right? Yeah. I'm really happy that we called attention to the infantilization of Taylor because it is so weird that like a boy broke her heart and now she's allowed to like be a shit. Mm-hmm. And you know who called it out? And I've said it since we began the podcast. My Bravo boy, Craig. Yes. He's the Bravo boy. He's so good. Um, oh, by the way, Catherine Dennis posted a picture of her and Olivia, and it was basically like, suck a dick, Taylor. We love each other. I don't care. Well, yeah, because they all realize that T-Rab is the, the bad person always in these scenarios. He is the face of how horrible dating is in Charleston. And like <laughs> the mascot there. for, oh, God. It's just that he looks more like an old man than Shep does, but Shep, that's, Shep still kind of, like, feels like a kid, weirdly, or, like, he feels young, um, but he is, like, T-Rav now. People <laughs> realized this last episode that Sutton and Shep are two years apart. Oh, my God. Wow. See? Puts it in perspective for you. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the pizza de resistance? Salt Lake City. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yes. B- bringing it back to my tagline. Monica lied too much in the first 15 minutes where I'm starting to think she's not as fun of a housewife because it's like fan fiction. She fights like a preteen girl. Yeah. To where totally, she just Julia. makes up shit. Now we can't take anything she says seriously and she's wasting our time and it's annoying and it's not real drama. Do you think she's confusing herself? Do you think she's like believes her lies? Do you think she's like convincing herself of the things she's saying? I think she forgets. So that's why it's getting like messy and like complicated. I think things fly out of her mouth. She thinks about them so little before and after. No, I don't think she believes or disbelieves. She's just got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and like, and she was lying about stupid stuff. Like I said to production, your ratings are bad. You need me. And then we saw the email and it was like, hi, oh my God, if you guys want like a sassy person, I'd love to help. XOXO Gossip Girl. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't at all what she portrayed. And when you lie about so many things, like it's not fun. I don't mind a, you call me a trampoline with eyes. That was a compliment. It means your skin's tight. That's funny. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I can't have. Mm-hmm just making shit up lisa barlow posted on instagram because everybody's like how could you want monica gone and lisa barlow's like uh well she showed all her cards and now she's got nothing left right yeah what would she do next season hang out with mary cosby somebody else who's not even on the show and she's now suing heather which she wasn't doing before this reunion 
So she has even less of a standing with the cast. I think this is going to be a one and done for Monica. She burned too bright. Who would, if she stuck around, be the housewife to cave and like become Monica's friend? Oh, Whitney. I said it last up. Whitney. Because she would be anti-Heather. And that's what this really is about. I I keep with my stance. (laughs) Did you guys notice the packages seemed all over the place? Like... Oh, let's see what Whitney did. And then we got like a like a couple Whitney clips and then totally random shit that had nothing to do with Whitney. Like it was weird. There's that one that was like, all right, let's look at this friendship this season. And it was like Whitney and Lisa. And then it became and Heather and Lisa and Lisa and Lou. <laughs> it was like they got into everyone's relationships. I think it's just because this season was so insane. And even <laughs> the women were like, that was really long. <laughs> yeah. Whitney is so fucking dumb. Yeah. Her, what she's trying to say with the Lisa thing, and Lisa's like, I called you and you said, you're asking me too much, you're freaking me out. Then she's like, well, you were. And she's like, yeah, that's great. But if I didn't ask you, you would have been mad at me like you are right now. Mm-hmm. And then you could see yeah. Whitney's like, wait, I forgot. Can we start over? <laughs> which one which one was real which one was i supposed to be mad about can't you see though from my perspective it is funny they are all so like clearly like we need to like be a united front against monica yes that anytime there's any sort of fight between any of them they're like okay but you see it from like my point of view let's move like, on girl yeah. From- <laughs> yeah or like <laughs> they're really trying to like make it more objective then it's subject. It's like, no, just take a step back and we can all see where you're right and I'm wrong or blah, 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 blah. Like, come it's on. very strange. Um, I have a prediction for next episode. Hmm. I think Mary's going to come out and be totally pro-Monica because she's like, I got to get me as full-time cast member for season five. I need more, more food. Do you think <laughs> I need more so? catering. Yeah, I think, I think Mary's going to try to be on as Monica's friend, but I don't need to see... Monica and me I've never been like I think Mary's wacky but she doesn't it's not real it's it's fake for me so like mm-hmm. I don't it's not why I watch these shows if we went back to season one Mary oh Mary's too crazy she's gone crazier well it's fun seeing a Salt Lake reunion where they're not all attacking Lisa thank god and it's fun seeing a Salt Lake reunion where like Heather barely speaks so it's interesting all around I'm wearing my Lisa Barlow shirt that we all three have oh. in support we did spend half the time rebranding Lisa's $60,000 ring to be the Henry Almost Died ring. So we did do a lot of Lisa bashing. That also resulted in a weird Monica lie. Yeah. Where she was like, you said you just bought this. And then we saw the footage where, no, she didn't. Um, another one was the voice memo where she's like, oh, Heather, Heather, I have to say. Okay, let's give Heather a rating right now. I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. I think Heather is getting an A for this reunion for staying quiet yes. and being poignant because she says, so Monica, did you work for Jen Shaw? Yes, but it was as a friend. You didn't get paid. Okay. Did you just do that to get a level up? That's no. That's the craziest thing I've heard. Plays a voice memo of her saying the opposite. She's like, you know when they say like lawyers don't ask questions they don't know the answer to? Yeah. Heather mm-hmm. is knocking it out of the park. Her saying she didn't get paid it was the most insane moment. And we all know it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. She, a uh, mom of four or however many daughters she has, was doing it out of the goodness of her heart, following around a rich lady? No. 
we also have text messages of her complaining about how much she made. It wasn't enough. I'm sure that there were a lot of in-kind benefits, though. I'm sure she was able to get the Louis Vuittons from the store that Jinsha was flagged at. I think that you got handed a wad of cash, whatever Jin felt. I'm sure it was arbitrary. Yeah. I wish Andy would just straight up ask Meredith what was going on with your voice in that the one rumors. scene. But instead, everyone just everyone just does an impression of it, which is fun. <laughs> the rumors and the nastiness. Um, I do have to give credit. Meredith has changed her Instagram profile pic to her on the beach with the hair in her mouth, her freaking out because the wind's blowing. Nice. And oh, that's Angie great. Kay's yeah. picture is her dressed up like. Um, what is it? The the ducks from Aristocats. Oh, the, like, oh, the little, nice. Her little thing. So, you know, she cute. did great at this reunion. I thought so too. I think Angie K is doing really, really well. She's trying so hard. I know. <laughs> I know. Are we ready for awards? Yes. All right. Awards. My Salt Lake City Giant Sunglasses Award, uh, named after the women of Salt Lake City who all love huge sunglasses. They must be very trendy because they all wear them. Goes to me, a trendsetter, if you will, because last week I rigged this rigged. <laughs> randomly brought up the Kelly Osborne um who will clean your toilets donald trump thinking like ah oh, is that too weird of a reference when i was editing it i was like maybe i'll cut it out like that's from such a long time ago is now a trend on tiktok so am i taking <coughs> full credit for that yes well done <laughs> all right alex what's your award my um color coordination aka both just wearing pink which is uh based on sutton and her matchmaker always matching but just always wearing pink Goes to Kyle and Garcelle this yes. week. Yes. <laughs> Who are also wearing pink. <laughs> Who are also wearing pink. <laughs> All right, Julia. On Wednesday. What's your award? My Andy Cohen is absolutely loving the downfall of Shep and the fact that Shep doesn't make women come. It goes to Andy Cohen, who brought up Shep not pleasuring women so much we had moved on to a different topic, and then Andy Cohen will just say, coming on his own doesn't seem to be a problem. Like, Andy Cohen referenced Shep's lack of pleasuring women so much this episode. Yeah. I started to kind of feel bad for Shep. <laughs> just don't, don't bully Shep and make us feel bad. And as I said a couple episodes ago, this is a good season for Shep, which just shows what a trash he is. I know. That is funny that this is, of all seasons, this is the one where he's having his big, I need to change my life speech. <laughs> where we're like, he's actually not that bad. But the season where he yelled at his girlfriend, you're a stupid idiot um, for dropping an egg. He was like, what's the problem? Yeah, I yell at my mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 